Welcome back to the Act 2 Podcast, a podcast for the real-life working screenwriter. I'm Tasha Hugh. And I am Josh Hallman. And we actually have two other real working screenwriters with us today. <laughs> Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Ben Lustig. And my name is Jake Thornton. <laughs> yes! <laughs> this is so exciting. We asked you guys to come on because you guys are an amazing team. And we wanted to talk about that. But it just so happens that you had a trailer get released for your new movie, The Princess, which we're going to ask about because I have a million questions. And I was saying to both of yeah. you guys that I love the script, or I might have been saying that to Jake. But before we dive into that, I feel like we have to like ease into it, get comfortable yeah. with each other before we start opening up. Make you feel safe. Yeah, this is a safe space. This is a safe space for us all. Sounds yeah. good. Well, I guess to get into this, can we get a little history of you guys like separately? How did you guys connect? Sure. What were you doing? How did your life lead you to screenwriting? Oh, yes. The many, many years leading up to it. Um, <laughs> I am from Rochester, New York, originally. This is Ben, by the way. I don't know if people... I, I'm the non-British accent, basically. Uh, and um, The normal uh, one. The, yeah. <laughs> I take exception to that, Tasha. It's a very easy way to differentiate between us. <laughs> I moved out to California when I was 20, actually, and um, originally moved out to be an actor, did that for a little while, and then decided that I was going to be like sliced alone and write my own big break. So I wrote a, a, a little movie that was called The Thirst that amazingly I actually sold. It was the first screenplay I'd ever written. And while that movie had a lot of problems, I will say the one great thing that came out of it was that I realized that I really loved the, the screenwriting process, that it was something that I could do, and that it was something that I could really um, find the same artistic, uh, creative um, fulfillment that acting gave me without having to go through all the bullshit of being an actor. I was just going to say, without people saying, like, you need to lose 10 pounds. And... Yeah. <laughs> of course, little did I know that screenwriting has just as much bullshit. It's just different bullshit. It's different. Uh -huh. Not physical. It's the other stuff. <laughs> and so is it my go, is it my go now? Um, and then uh, I, 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 so I, I come from, uh, I come from London. Um, but I've lived in the States for uh, 15, 15 years this year. Um, but I also uh, come, from, right. come from the world of acting. Um, I trained at the Guildhall School of Music and Drama. And Tasha, my very final year, we had a young Hayley Atwell auditioning to come to Guildhall. And so I met Hayley just as she was coming in. How did she do? Well, she got in. How did she do? <laughs> I think she's doing. I think she's doing. I think she's doing just fine. I think she is too. No, yeah, she got in, and that was. And then I, I, I actually saw many of her final year productions, including a fantastic Hedda Gabler. Anyway, um, so I was, I was, uh, yeah, for, for, for many years, an actor in the UK, and then I. I was part of a, I was in this show called The Black Rider that was written by uh, William Burroughs, Tom Waits, and uh, that toured to LA in 2006. And I fell in love with LA and moved and moved there the following year. I'd been writing kind of in my spare time, just kind of exploring screenplay format, you know. Um, I, I just kind of started delving into that when I was, when I was, you know, and I was still just acting. And then while my acting career in LA was dying, 
Um, I uh, I met Ben. I met Ben through um, <laughs> yes, whose acting career is also dying. Who's act- yes, yes. Right, exactly. Two dying actors find each other on a beach. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we met through our Buddhist practice. Um, I also inadvertently had begun dating one of Ben's friends, but unbeknownst to Ben, and I didn't know that she knew Ben, it was always kind of- There was a, there was a lot of kismet going on, yes. A lot of kismet going oh, on, wow. absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, one day I got a message in my, in my uh, uh, Facebook Messenger inbox from Ben saying, hey, I'm reaching out to all of my friends in the industry because I'm a screenwriter. I sold my first film. I'm working on something else at the moment, but I, you know, I used to be in a partnership and I really missed that creative energy that, 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 that he was getting uh, from his partnership. And I got that message. And he ignored it. And I just ignored it. <laughs> we joke, it's like online dating. Yeah, like this weirdo. What is he doing? Exactly right. It's exactly right. <laughs> and uh, so this girl, uh, said, "Hey, did you did you did you get that message from Ben?" I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "I think you would be really good together," you know, because I I had my next no way boarded up, you know, set us up. The, uh, Tasha behind you, but wild wild horses could not drag me to open uh, a bit of software and write. But she's like, "I think I think you and Ben would be really good for each other." So we met and we talked and we shared passion for all the same all the same movies. And uh, mm. decided to start to start writing together, and that was it'll be fourteen years ago this October. So we have been oh, married wow. for a long t- married for a long time, and then I also got married to the girl as well. Yeah. So. Uh... <laughs> wow. What a story, Jake. You That's did. so awesome. Wait, was there was there a uh, like one movie that you both were like? That's the movie I love. Like, for instance, mine's like Back to the Future. When people are like, I love Back mm. to the Future. I'm like, hey, we could probably be really close friends. But like when, <laughs> yeah. when, when you guys were talking, when you guys were talking, were you like, oh my God, we both love these kind of movies. Like, was there we one? We bonded over a bunch. I mean, we we both love Star Wars, the yeah. original trilogy. We both were huge Matrix fans of the original one. Um, we both loved you know things like blade runner and the terminator specifically you know like aliens we just Mm -hmm. we kind of just comic books and video games we were just like yeah we we love the same shit all the good stuff yeah (laughs) yeah all the good stuff it's funny you may be the first guests we've had who have not actually gone to film school for screenwriting oh yeah no i didn't even graduate college (laughs) entirely self-taught you know, I read Sid Field's screenplay when I was 21 and then, uh, you know, a few a few others and then just, you know, wrote pages and and read screenplays, you know, and I think we just yeah. Kind of yeah. fumbled yeah. our way into the industry. <laughs> <laughs> my, my first writing partner, I had had this idea for this movie and I didn't know anyone that was a writer and, and but I worked at a restaurant, I was bartending and a buddy of mine there was like, I've written a screenplay before. And I was like, let's write together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, In there. And that, that, that taught me most of what I knew by the time, you know, I by the time I met Jake, I had, you know, read a couple of books at that point. But I think we we have grown together significantly um, over the years, which is great. Yeah. And I definitely think that coming from like with you guys coming from the ba- acting background, there's like this natural intuition on character. And like, where yeah. did I come from? What's like, what's going to supposed to happen to me next? And I feel like it's just kind of 100%. all interconnected there. 
I always tell people that my acting training it 100% set me up to be a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. I used yeah. the just because it's all it's all the same thing. It's all storytelling and you're playing in your in your imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we really get into reading our stuff out loud. I mean, we read this what we do all of the time. And we really get into it. We do all the voices. <laughs> and uh, I always remember the time that, you know, we were doing a fight scene, whatever, and Ben's wife, Michelle, comes running in. Oh. Are you guys okay? And we're like, we're acting. We're <laughs> 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 <Yeah, of course. laughs> and, and, and then so what was the first thing you guys kind of linked up on and you were like okay this is what we're gonna take a stab at writing i had been writing a spec for a while um i'd done a couple of drafts on my own i'd gotten some really great feedback i knew it needed another rewrite and i Mm. just got installed um i i I was not good at sitting in a room by myself doing the work of a solo writer um which is why i sent out the message and and jake had jake read that script he really liked it he responded to it and was like and he was like we were like hey Let's start with a rewrite of this and see if just we enjoy being together in this process. And we, we I think we did two drafts of that and then moved on to our next spec. But yeah, we, we just kind of jumped in. Jake, was it tough for you to come on to something that he was already working on? Was Did you feel any kind of pressure to be a little bit more sensitive to the work that he's already done or vice versa? Ben, was there any sense of like, oh my God, this is kind of my precious baby and I don't want him to hate it? You know, it's it's interesting because I think actually starting off rewriting a script that already existed, I think formulated the base of a deep mm. trust between me and Ben that we still have to this day, whereby I could look at it and be honest with Ben. And well, I think it's one of the things that we always really have to have in our relationship it's just honesty and i think it's about i think it's it's so important in a partnership and actually as a screenwriter in general to be able to separate yourself from your material this script is not me yeah you know i am not my work i'm going to take notes on this work i'm not taking notes on me Mm -hmm. you know and i think Mm -hmm. to be able to do that first of all taught us to be screenwriters you know in many respects because it was this thing exists already there is a document yeah and we are changing and working on this document you know you guys don't just like lay in a fetal position every time you get notes that's not your process (laughs) oh oh i i've thrown many computers out the window uh oh healthy yeah there's always five minutes there's always five minutes of screaming at the screen and then you're like okay we're going up to this and then you take a deep breath no i i think it's an interesting question that you ask about working on that first script because i think for me it was it was the first script i'd ever really tried to write on my own i've been working on it a long time i was precious with it to a certain degree but i think that it was a really great testament to to Jake and to us realizing that we could work together because he came with really great instincts and ideas. He naturally could, I think, tell the things that I really loved and wanted to keep. Um, and it gave us, it allowed me to feel comfortable taking on a new partner, having already been in a partnership once before and knowing that like, yeah, like this, yeah. this could actually work. Do you, do you mind me asking what happened with that script? Well, it's funny. It it never 
really went anywhere. We were very green. We were unrepped. We had this wonderful imagination that somehow we could make our own movie by getting concept art done, which we actually did get some amazing concept art done, put together this ridiculously long pitch, used a couple of connections that we had met through the industry to try and pitch it, didn't go anywhere, and then shelved it. And the funny thing is, now that we have a movie coming out, we're actually considering going back to it and, and breathing some new life into it. Ooh, so yeah. we'll see. Yeah. As Josh likes to say, it's never dead. It's yeah. just kicking around. It's never dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the truth. I once walked past these people uh, having coffee, and it was clearly a writer and someone else. And I just happened to walk past, and someone was like, so what's going on with that script? And I knew I saw the look on the writer's face, which was like nothing is going on with the script. But he just gave a big huff and was like, "It's just kicking around." And I was like, "I'm right. still <laughs> I don't like that. Just kicking around. <laughs> just kicking around. Just kicking around out there." Jake so, likes to say we have many um, many irons in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of irons oh, in I'm the freezer. Take, I'm going to take that one too. So <laughs> then I guess well, so many questions because. Jake, you also put out a uh, a thread on Twitter talking about your first sale. Yeah, but I but I guess working backwards from that, like, how did you guys get your first reps? Like, what came first, manager, agent? Well, I actually did. I did a thread on that a few days ago as well. But I'll 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 do I'll do it I'll do it for oh. you here now. So we'd written um, a couple of scripts, and like Ben said, we didn't know what on earth we were doing in terms of how to move yeah. into the industry. You know, I would do it completely different now, completely differently now, you know, but we were just kind of like, hey, let's, and we like had made a short film, like we're going to make, like we were just really super green, super, super, super green. Early days of Kickstarter. Yeah. Early days of Kickstarter, (laughs) you know, absolutely. And we, uh, anyway, I, uh, my wife uh, also used to be an actress, she'd been in in a movie with a now somewhat more well-known actress and uh she was married to a producer who had made uh, a couple of pretty successful films and uh we all went out for dinner together it's just friends you know just talking about stuff and you know just as you do over dinner and um i uh, was speaking to this producer just getting very casual saying you know I've, I've been an actor but i'm really moving now more into into screenwriting and he was you know like a script scholar he was super into film like he really understood so much about story he was a really really fascinating guy and so Mm -hmm. i said look well you know would you let me know if i'm kind of moving in the right direction with these scripts because i just don't know and he said i will read one i'll read one of your scripts and so we sent him one of our scripts and again the kind of important thing that i always tell people when i tell this story was I didn't go to him asking for help. Like I didn't say, hey, can you, will you buy this? Will you help me get a manager? Will you help me get an agent? None of that. Mm-hmm. It was just a friendly conversation. Like, hey, would you consider reading this thing? I'd love some feedback to know if I'm going in the right direction. Anyway, a week later, his creative exec reaches out for his company and says, hey, I read your script. Would you like to come in and chat? And, you know, went to go meet with him. And he said, uh, this script isn't for us. And I was like, yeah, cool. I wasn't. I wasn't going to sell it to you, but cool, you know. He's like, well, oh, you know, I did give it to a manager friend of mine. He'd love to meet with you and Ben. And uh, this manager, you know, was a good, was a, was a decent manager. You know, uh, he, he, again, he'd had a client recently who'd sold a script for a lot of money. And so we're like, oh, oh this is, mm-hmm. this is exciting. 
and uh, and he became our mm-hmm. first manager. So it was very organic, you know. It's, it was very much part of living in LA and kind of having that yeah. casual yeah. thing, networking, timing, yeah. and being ready. Mm-hmm. That brings up like we we've had so many conversations about like if you need to live in LA, and I I fall into the camp of yes, like do you tend to you know have uh meet people meet friends and just kind of be around the the industry i know you don't yeah. need to i i know that for yeah. certain but um but yeah i love hearing that because yeah you you just start meeting random people and like picking up connections you do i mean the first manager i had before jake was because my partner at the time was waiting tables and met him waiting tables wow um yeah. you know the first that that first screenplay that we sold it was a, a regular that happened to be at the bar i was bartending uh, it just happened to be a producer so there is a hundred percent benefit of living here where the action is at and yet yeah. also you know, i was just asked this recently and i do feel like the last two years have changed a lot and zoom has become normalized people move a lot of people moved away from la jake one of them We've found that it's a different time. When we broke in, I would say 100% to everybody, you got yeah. to live here. Now I, I feel there's a lot more opportunity outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you won't have that same, it, it's a lot harder to network if you're not yeah. near people. So yeah. it's. And know. again, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, what is networking? You know, I hate networking. You put me in a room with people I'm trying <laughs> to network with, I will clam up. Tell me to have a drink with someone who's a friend of a friend. That's easy. Yeah, totally. And that is networking without putting a label on it. I hate. Yeah, I also exactly. You know, I yeah. yeah. And it's honestly, and that's what, and that's what happened. You know, yeah. but yeah, you know, now I don't live in LA. I do feel that I'm that we're in a stage in our careers where we don't have to. You know, um. So, but you know, and I think I yeah. think with you know, on online being what it is now, I, I don't think it's a prerequisite. But there are a lot of unseen benefits to being in a city where the industry is so prevalent. No, 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 for sure. And just to clarify, uh, I just meant like early on in your career. I think that was like what we, uh, not not like- Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say that that my my plan was always you live in LA until you don't have to. And- uh, Damn. I'm, I'm marrying someone who's from LA, so I'm stuck here now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I married someone who's from LA. All her family is in LA, and I am yeah. stuck here as well. <laughs> yeah, here we are, Ben, you and me. <laughs> it's lovely. Hey, I'm here too, guys. I'm also in yeah, LA. You're from Wisconsin. You love being here. <laughs> I do love I, Yeah, I'm from Wisconsin. I'm not going back to Wisconsin. Um, okay. So I guess shifting into like the process, the magic yep. of how this all sure. goes down. So- like, how do you guys come up with ideas? Like, is it is it someone just calls someone like, dude, I have an idea? <laughs> or is it like, let's sit down and try to come up with something? Like, how do you set like regular meetings, times? Like, what what does this kind of look it's like? Both. Yeah. It, and, and all of the above. Um, there is a hundred percent times where we'll show up in the morning with. I had this amazing idea last night. Sometimes it's so much so that like we'll text each other at night going, mm. what about this? And then there are times where we will literally in an afternoon, if we're bored or we're, we're stuck with what we're doing, we go, all right, today's a, night, a brainstorming day. And we'll spend four hours just throwing shit at the wall and maybe something will come out of it and maybe it won't. Are you guys working together then every day? Like the you do you treat it as a job? Yeah, we're gonna 100%. go meet Jake and we're gonna work now from nine to five. Yeah, one hundred percent every day. You know, we absolutely do. You know, I mean obviously, you know, the the benefits of being 
your own boss, you know, are you can be flexible, you know. Um, mm. So it's not like, hey, oh, we need to take an afternoon, you know. But yeah, we treat mm. it as a job, and uh, we log on every day. And there's actually, you know, I find there to be great benefit in that in that structure mm. because even when you go, oh, look, we've got a couple of hours left, maybe we haven't got any writing energy left in us. Let's just shoot around some ideas, or just you know, whiteboard something, or mm. um, you know, just work on the pitch of that thing. You know, mm-hmm. when you say we're working from this time to this time, that's what you do. Do we finish early sometimes? Yeah, of course. But, you know, it's generally, it just gives us that structure to play within. Yeah. And actually, you know, all, going all the way back to our earliest days, we made a pact that if we were going to do this, we were going to treat it like a job. And we were both working support jobs. Sometimes both of us were working too. I was working at two different restaurants. Jake was working two different jobs. And yet we committed to going this with this is how many hours a week we can do and we're going to make that happen and it's our third yep. job period we always felt like this could not be a hobby it was a it, it's a career you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then do you guys start the day with an understanding of what you're going to talk about meaning do you sign off on like a monday and be like okay so tomorrow we have to tackle act one and then and jump into it or is it figuring out on the fly um, I think it, again, it depends on where we're up to in a process, you know, um, yeah, yeah. if we're in the middle of an outline, it's obviously we're going to continue from where we left off yesterday. Um, if it's on a pitch again, it's the same thing. Now we juggle projects, you know, we might be juggling two mm-hmm. or three projects at a time. And so we might say, Hey, what do you want to start with today? You know, do you want to start mm-hmm. with project yeah. A, project B, project C? If we're in the middle of writing a script at the end of the day, the night before we'll give each other our homework for the next day and we'll yeah. meet up a little bit later um, to this, you know, or we'll meet up first thing, but already knowing what it is we're going to work on that day. Mm-hmm. So it, it definitely depends on the project and where we're at. Wow. Interesting. And you say homework and it's, it's starting to really feel like a writer's room of two, yeah. right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, at the end of your, your room, you say like, Hey, you, you need to go research X, Y, or Z. I'm going to go do this and then mm-hmm. we'll come and meet. So is that kind of how it goes for you guys? And and I guess be part of that question is does this is this what it looks like when you're writing as well? Are you like in a room writing together or in in this oh. case Zooms writing together? So you know our kind of our practical the practical way that we that we work really. So first of all, homework, you know, homework generally for us looks like watching movies, which is, oh, it's so hard and painful. Oh, I yeah. hate my job. Uh, yeah. I know, our job sucks. Or playing video games. <laughs> or playing yeah. video games or, re- or reading comics, you know. I oh, get to yeah. tell my wife, honey, I really have to go down and play some video games for two hours. And <laughs> she knows that's work. That's <laughs> great. It's exactly. amazing. Exactly. So crazy. Our job is great. <laughs> um, but, you know, in terms of, you know, like practically what we, so we outline together. Um, and we always outline, um, we have, a, a, let's say it's a 20 page document. They tend to run between 15 and 20 pages, you know, for a feature mm-hmm. and we outline and work that out together in a zoom yeah. and, um, every scene scraps of dialogue, if we know it, you know, um, this has come after we've done probably about a week of just talking about the idea, you know, yeah. um, uh, blue skying it, you know, getting yeah, stuff down. Um, macro down, yeah. Macro stuff, you know. Uh, I was listening to your last week's episode and everything you were talking about, about how you develop your own eyes. That's what we do, you know, is that, mm-hmm. is that the same process? Then we outline together um, every scene. 
And then on days when we're actually writing the script, and again, that process, you know, can take one week, it can take three or four, you know, depending on how easily it goes. Are one of you typing while the other is speaking? How do you do it just um, sort of logically? We share a screen. So we use Apple's screen sharing ability and we both have dual monitors. So our video is on one monitor and we're sharing another screen and we open a single document we both have control over the document and we can both take control or not mm -hmm. depending yeah. on absolutely who's doing it awesome. <laughs> totally. yeah and then when it comes to scripting we take that outline and as ben said we will meet up first thing in the morning and we'll read through we'll go how many pages do we think we can get done today what do we think mm -hmm. we want to do you know so let's say we're going to find a section that's between maybe three and five pages of screenplay length and we'll go well we're just going to tackle a section that is that and there'll be Ben will take scenes one, two, and three, and I'll take scenes four, five, and six, for example. Wow. And we'll talk so cool. through them again. We'll go, hey, I've been having a little thought about this scene. Oh, me too. What about blah, blah, blah. But one person is going to be writing those scenes. The other person is going to be writing the other scenes. So we go away, and we that's when we're writing alone. It's the only time we really write alone is, is for this first draft stuff. Then mm. we text each other, how you doing? Yep, I'm finished. Then we send it over to each other. We actually have a shared uh, Google Drive online. So we just open up the file that the, that the other person's been working on. And the important thing here is that the other person has complete carte blanche to change any and everything that is in that script, mm. mm -hmm. in those pages. And this just comes down to that trust thing I was talking about earlier. Yeah. I trust that whatever Ben is going to do is going to make it better. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, but you know, that is, that is the thing. I go, take it. In, and, and again, it's not like it's new stuff. Yeah, we might, we might not have had all the dialogue exactly worked out, but you know, we've talked through what the scene is like. Oh, that scene took an unexpected turn. No, we've worked it all out in advance, you know. But the dialogue's there, the action's written, and the other person can do whatever they want with it. But again, within the parameters of what's already been discussed. And then at the end of the day, we put those together, we read through them together, and we may have comments on, oh, I really like that line of dialogue that you changed, or I was thinking this, or, or what about if we had this, you know? And then so by the end of the day, we might have, you know between six and sometimes 12 pages of screenplay written that again isn't necessarily first draft stuff it's probably second or even third draft stuff by that point well this kind of ties into a question we had feel free to not answer it but what happens if you have a disagreement on an idea mm, oh disagreements happen all the time all the time yeah um it's natural we're two people um and i think the most of the disagreements come from us just visualizing something in a different yeah. way because we all in our imaginations might see things differently but you know we have a way of of basically just talking through those differences and mm -hmm. pitching why we think our way is the yeah. way <laughs> of course. you know i think the important thing that it makes you do is within yourself go why is why is this the better idea yeah and actually, when you look at it, you might realize that it's not. Or you go, oh, hang on, no, I need to make it better by blank. You know, and then ultimately, what I feel that happens when, when there is a disagreement or a creative dissonance is the creative outflow becomes greater than the sum of our parts. It becomes greater than just two people's individual ideas because they build mm -hmm. on each other. You know, and you get into a momentum or, or, or where you, buy, you really have to look at the idea or it becomes more than you initially thought it was going to be. And ultimately, I think that's why I love about being in a partnership is that I get that 
You know, I'm, we are more than just Jake and Ben. We are Jake and Ben and the gestalt consciousness that we create on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then, and then other things we disagree on because there's plenty of business side things or even just like the idea of what are we going to work on next? Yeah. We, have, we, we always have said it and, and we've stuck to the rule of, you know, um, it's two votes for a yes, one vote for a no. And we have to agree. And if one if one of us says no, I really don't want to do that right now. Yeah, we don't do it. Can I That's can great. I dig a little deeper into this? Because right now, what you've pitched it just sounds like an Eden kind of relationship. It's just it's perfection. But we know that it this doesn't work out for a lot of people. They try very hard to have a writing partnership, mm. and it fails. I personally had one in college that I think we just were so much at loggerheads we couldn't. Neither of us were willing to compromise what we wanted. Um, and so we mm. had to part ways. Mm. And it, it sounds clearly like you guys are obviously not always in agreement. I don't really know what my question is here, except except to kind of, when you, <laughs> what, what advice, I guess, would you have for other writers who find themselves in a partnership or have been in partnerships and they haven't worked for these reasons? Like, how do you get to this point where you are mm. working um, so well together? It's a good Good question. And it's not easy. Um, and I think that's why choosing the right partner is very important. Um, I think one of the things I can say is you have to choose a partner who has the same ambitions as you do in terms of career longevity. If you don't love the same things and want to write the same things, you might get through one script and then you're going to, one's going to want to write a family comedy and the other person's yeah. going to want to write a, an R rated action movie. And that's just not going to work. You know, in fact, my first partnership was very much that way. We were very good friends. We wrote a great script together and then we had different ideas as to where our careers were supposed to go. And that just, I don't think that's sustainable. And then the other thing really is the trust that Jake was talking about. I mean, the reality is in this business, you cannot be too precious with your work because if it's your writing, whether it's your writing partner, whether it's the director that comes on, the producer that comes on, the actor that comes on, the studio that comes on, they're all going to tear it down. It's mm. never going to stay what you originally wanted. So if you're not willing to take notes from your partner, how the hell are you going to do it when you're working with a producer who wants you to do five drafts for free? You know, mm. Um, mm. so yeah. it's kind of looking at it that way. I think as well, there's an aspect that with regards to what I was talking about earlier, whereby I kind of feel like we are serving a movie. You know, the document is the mm -hmm. thing that we are serving. And ultimately, I just think it comes down to best idea wins, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, but again, it's like you might have got, oh, no, I think my idea is the best idea. And if you're really, and again, sometimes we have moments where the phrase is, this is a flag planting moment for me. This means that much to me about this script that if, if this is not the way it is, I'm really going to be unhappy. And it's rarely, 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 rarely yeah. been a flag planting moment for both of us. Yeah. It's happened though. It's happened. It's happened, you know, but, but again, when that happens, we sit down and we talk it through. Why? Why is your idea the best idea? Yeah. Why is my idea the best idea? What is, what is the compromise? Is there a compromise whereby we're both getting what we want? What is the feeling underneath that feeling yeah. about why that idea is better? And that's, I think, usually where we go. It's yeah. why, why do you have this issue? And, and it's funny. It's, again, it's like approaching it as if a producer was coming to you with a note. It's like, what's yeah. the note beneath the note? What is the mm -hmm. problem? If I have an idea, why aren't you clicking with that? And is there a way for us to find a way for you to click with it? 
and look, this is not to say that it's, uh, you know, it's by no means perfect every day. There have been times where Jake, Jake and I will get into such a heated debate, and I won't say argument, it really is a debate, mm-hmm. that, you know, our wives and families are like, are you okay? Like, did you, <laughs> did you get in a huge fight? Like, Michelle will go, my wife, Michelle will go, were you in a really big fight with Jake today? Because I could hear you down the hall. And I was like, no, we're just really passionate. Like, yeah. we're really just, like, passionately yeah. pitching our, our point yeah. of view. You guys are just, like, way too well-adjusted and experienced to, like, <laughs> blow up a relationship. You know, when you're younger, you're like, fuck you, scorched earth, I'm out. You know, like, it just... Yeah. Well, I mean, look, as as everyone always says, like, some of the greatest partnerships, especially music partnerships, have have broken up for for various reasons. I think you have to put your ego aside to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. And I think there is a certain amount of like, Jake and I have worked 14 years on building a brand. Like, do we really want to start over? Because if we (laughs) went our separate ways, that's what it would be. (laughs) And we enjoy working together and you can't, it's not easy to find another partner. And so like, if like, are you really going to blow up a 14 year old year partnership over one idea? Like, is yeah. it really worth it? Yeah. And know? it's, you know, it, it's, it's a marriage, you know, and it's exactly, it's exactly like being in a marriage, you know, who doesn't have an argument every now and again with their spouse, you know? Um, and ultimately what happens when you have an argument, you actually end up stronger than you did before. You find a new and better way of communicating with each other. You take some time to look at yourself and go, oh, was, was I being the best version of myself in that? You know, and, and again, all of this with, you know, the child that you're raising together, which is this, which is this script. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Wow. That's, that's great. That's beautiful, Jake. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. I should be a writer. <laughs> Can I ask a micro question? Yeah. That's really annoying, but we've, we've talked about on this podcast about the kind of constant argument that goes on with showrunners and their staff writers and staff writers getting rewritten by their showrunners and, and how, you know, showrunners are required to have a unified voice across their show. And that's why they do that. Ben, when, when you first started working with Jake, did you guys automatically kind of share the same voice? Because that happens. Mm. Or did you have to learn to adjust where like Jake was like tweaking your, where you put your apostrophes and where you put your commas? Like, did it ever get to that stage? It evolved for sure over the years. Um, you know, obviously there's little micro things like Jake being British and me being American, where we literally just don't understand what the other person is trying to say on the page. It's a plinth. Ben, ben, it's a plinth. It's a plinth. Yes. <laughs> I had to learn what a plinth was. I just didn't know. Um, but, uh, but like, there will be times when, you know, it, it, more often than not, I actually get the final say on these because we're in Hollywood and so it's American readers. But like Jake will have Britishisms. Jake, he convinced you of this? Yeah. <laughs> you fell for that? There, that's not the way we say it here. Um, <laughs> but but honestly, you know, I think that what's really interesting about our our partnership is that we do have very different voices separately. And yet when we... That third pass, I write, he writes, and then we put it together. That's the pass where it becomes one voice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah, I can see that. It just merges together. Yeah. 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 And if anything really stands out, that's where we change it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, a lot of times solo writers will go into the wanting to write with a partner, right? So I have a friend, you know, I'm going to write with this friend for something. But a lot of times... 
if you're writing by yourself, you you don't do it because you kind of think that it might diminish your your own personal brand. I think a lot of writers don't enter partnerships because people have been writing by themselves for a while. Do you guys have any thoughts or feelings about someone teaming up with a person for maybe one script or two scripts? Like, does it change a brand? Or... I think it depends on the point in your career you are, mm -hmm. you know. Um, Jake and I were just talking about this actually recently. And I think if you're starting out, you really got to focus on what your brand is because the first script that sells is what it's going to be. And if it's mm -hmm. only a person that you want to write with once and that's the one that hits, you better be ready to write with them again. <laughs> yeah. um, so Absolutely. it just depends. If you've established yourself and people know you and they know your brand and you want to branch out, you probably have a little bit more uh, ability, but you're not going to, whatever that brand that you've been building, like Jake and I have a brand together. If one of us sort of was to branch out and write our own script it's not going to be received the same as a script by both of us. Can you speak to that a little bit more? What do you what do you mean by that? That it's not going to be received the same? How do you Well, here's the thing. The brand, the name of this writer is 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 Ben Lustig and Jake Thornton. That's that's the name of this writer. You know? Jake Thornton isn't a isn't isn't a known writer. Ben Lustig isn't a known writer. Ben Lustig and Jake Thornton are the writer. You know, so yeah. if I were going to go away and write a script, it would be as if I'd never, I was completely, you know, there's some leeway, but it would mainly feel like I was brand new to the industry. Yeah, we would have the advantage of people having met us in generals and knowing that yeah. we know how to at least deliver to a certain degree, but no one would necessarily trust that we could do it on our own until we proved it. You have to prove yourself again. So we've mm. proved ourselves as a brand. If we went solo, we're having to prove ourselves all over again. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe that takes one script, maybe it takes more. Um, and so mm -hmm. as a solo writer, you've proven yourself. If you start off solo, you write a script with a partner, you're going to have to prove that that script, that that new writer, that new writer that is both of you can deliver in the same way. Mm -hmm. But I think the harder direction, and we know writers who do a lot of both. I, we have a friend who writes with multiple different partners and himself. Wow. Oh, wow. And he's riddled with disease. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. It's a, it's a lot of stuff going on. Actually, we have a couple of friends that, that are like this. And I, and I think that it's challenging because once you have a sale, you, you know, if you're writing by yourself, you might not have the same reps, which makes things more complicated. Yeah. Um, mm. You're not going to have the same relationship. So it's like, which producer do you go to? You know, maybe it helps that you have different relationships, but maybe that producer doesn't necessarily want to, you know, some people may like people better than others. You haven't met them on the same place. Um, and then, you know, if something hits big, like when Jake and I sold our first script, it was a really big, splashy sale. I cannot imagine not wanting to capitalize on that and move yeah. forward. And then all of a sudden go, that was great, Jake. All right. I'm going to go do my own thing over here. It's like, yeah. I, I'd be an idiot. <laughs> you know, oh, my God, this was just like the greatest segue of all time for what I'm about. to ask. <laughs> That first sale that Jake had posted about on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, you know, you, I, just to kind of rehash, you were, you were working, you're driving Uber, yeah. Ben's, making a margarita and then you get this call and you're like, here's a million dollars. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a little more complicated than that, but it's a yeah. little bit more complicated. Yeah, 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 yeah. Funny, yeah. Funny that's how it works. That's the way it happens for everybody. Isn't it? You know, uh, that's the way it happens. You, yeah. 
who are listening who who don't know you know me and ben had the great amazing good fortune to sell our first screenplay for one million dollars which is like dream come true stuff it really it really it really was you know yeah the script was called winter's night it was the origin story of santa claus told as a viking action Mm. adventure uh it was inspired by the life and adventures of santa claus by frank baum um and this you know we had written it while we were writing it our manager dropped us we were like ah what are we gonna do we managed to kind of like again like fumble our way through we got another fantastic manager who's still our manager to this day um when we went out for a for a coffee with a producer who was like okay i want to pitch you an idea we're like okay what's the idea he goes why has no one done the origin story of santa claus before and we were like you've been speaking to our reps right and he's like no why and we're like because we've written that script and he's like no really um so we, we sent it to him and then yeah. we spent between six and eight months rewriting it with his excellent direction and then uh you know having a producer you know just so yeah. essential when trying to sell something you know because he he packaged it all together during that time i had back surgery oh god yeah back <laughs> we always joke there's there's i i ended up having to have back surgery and, and i was so hopped up on on painkillers and we had all these writing sessions <laughs> that were just hysterical oh, no. and then in the lazy brain um, completely off his face yeah, you know, yeah. i could just see like a couple of spitball ideas like santa he yeah. blows up a house. Yeah. He takes the <laughs> presents, and yeah, yeah just yeah. like. But our producer was a hustler. He was, yeah. yeah. It was that just a general? Yeah, it was just a general. We just yeah. had a general. Oh, yes. okay. yeah, absolutely. And uh, the, you know, as yeah. you were saying, you know, this was in the year where you know, it really was crunch time. You know, I just had my first kid. You know, we had no money. I was mm. working part time at the Apple store. As you said, I was driving for Uber at night you know, not getting to see my family at all, you know, yeah. and going like, I gotta, this is it. This is, this is it. If this one doesn't sell, I gotta yeah. make some real decisions about my life. You know, Ben was considering going back to school. We'd have kept writing, you know, in some way, yeah. but I don't think it would have looked very level. different. Yeah. It'll look very different, you know, but then it just, it just, it just hit. It was this, it was this perfect storm. You know, we had these fantastic directors, Joachim Ronning and Espen Sandberg, who directed Contiki and has since gone on to do Pirates of the Caribbean and Maleficent 2 and things like that. And uh, and it went on sale just before Oscar weekend and became this four studio bidding war wow. that was dream come true stuff, you know, and literally the week after we were able to quit our jobs and screenwrite full time. And I, I, yeah. I, I pinched myself to this day. It was such an intense day. Yeah, <laughs> such an intense Holy day. Shit. The call comes in. We we were told by our agent the night before because they the, the directors had been out. They had been pitching the studios, and we knew there were interests, but no offers had come in. And so we talked to our agent the night before, and he was like, "Look, I've I've been making it so that no one could place an offer yet because we are going to have an auction tomorrow morning." We we're like, "What? Okay." He's yeah. like, "So be by your phone." Like, all right. So like, he's at his house. I'm at my house. We're sitting by our phones waiting. And the phones just start reading, uh, ringing, and they're like, and they're like, we've got interest from here, we've got interest from here, we're, we're juggling this here, and then a call comes in, and it was like, Sony just offered a million dollars. Jesus, <laughs> and we were just like, so what? Yeah. Like literally, like <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, 
and and the crazy thing is actually they offered more if we would take it off the table and at the time mm -hmm. we didn't um but that was a gamble we were willing to take universal was incredibly yeah. aggressive but um it went all the way through the weekend the, the and so we we knew on Friday on that Friday that we were going to end up with a million bucks but we didn't have <laughs> like a confirmation it was like the craziest yeah. like at any point what if somebody something fell through what if like the directors got yeah. pissed off or the producer couldn't make his deal or whatever and yeah. so it wasn't until that monday that they finally like said all right we're closed they're like oh <laughs> oh yeah. a terrible weekend <laughs> it was it was highly stressful but also amazing yeah so i guess now to move into current day but now the now. the now, the princess, the princess. which I had said probably on this podcast, I was saying to both you guys, I've read this script. I think when I read it and I, this might be how it currently was pitched. I remember reading it. It was like the raid in a, uh, in a tower yeah. or in a castle. Yeah. And I remember re I remember being like, holy fuck. Like this idea. <laughs> I think you texted me I, I think the I did. article. You were like, this log line, look at this log line. It's like, oh my God, it's so obvious. It's so it was, good. <laughs> it was like one of those things where you're like, oh, you just see it like instantly. So I'm very excited for it. Thank you. I'm not just saying that because you. you guys are here. This is our um, jam, you guys. <laughs> the trailer is out. Yes. And the trailer's awesome. And the script is awesome. Yeah. So I just got excited. Thank you. So yeah. can can you talk about kind of like uh, how the princess came to be, the inception of the idea, how long did it take to write? Yeah. Everything. Um, I mean, <laughs> we had been so we were at a point in between jobs. We knew we, it had been a long time since we had had a script go out to the town. Winter's Night was our previous spec and all the other jobs we'd gotten were pitches. And so they, the scripts that we were writing were under lock and key and no one else could read them. Um, and we were mm. like, you know, we need to have something to get out there to read. And, and the market was changing and streamers were becoming a, a you know obviously a much bigger thing and we were like we need also in our career we were like we haven't had anything made yet so we need something to get made and so we kind of gave ourselves some parameters we're like we need a new idea we need it to be big bold high concept but it also it, it needs to be like contained it needs to be something that can get made for a price and we were brainstorming on that for a while and then we were out waiting for a general at a coffee shop on Sunset Boulevard. Um, nice. And I pitched the broad idea to Jake and he was just like, I fucking love that. Yeah. Um, and it was very broad, but it was like essentially what you're saying. What if there's a, what if there was a princess at the top of a tower and she had to fight her way down because she was a badass, like, and save her family, like, like the raid, yeah. but in reverse. And yeah. it was just like, like Jake was like, Fuck yes, that's it. Yeah. And then the funniest thing is, we got really excited. We pitch our manager the idea, and he goes, "It's cool, but I don't know who buys it." Oh, wow. I, hate it. Yeah. I hate that yeah, line. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, you know, the famous yeah. words. Okay, so what do you What do you do when your manager tells you that? Uh, well, we say, "Fuck you, we're writing it anyway." I mean, ultimately, <laughs> that's what we did. That's what we did, you know, and ultimately he was like, go and do it. I think it's, an, he's like, it, 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 it is an awesome idea. It may just be a sample. And we were like, fine, it will be a new sample for people. If it generates 
new generals and a bit more energy underneath us at yeah. the moment, you know, then great. Because as Ben said, we haven't had new material go out in a really long time. When you, when you pitch a pitch to a studio, they're the only ones who get to see that script. You know, we've got a bunch of scripts that are awesome that only a handful of people have read. This is like, we get to plaster the town with it. And everyone, including people like yourselves, get to read it, you know, which is great. Yeah. You know, so no, for sure. we came to this yeah. one, we were like, let's just write it. Let's just write it. And we did what we were describing to you earlier as our, as our process. We did that. And, and by, you know, this is probably, what was this? Late 20, late 2019. And, 2019, yeah. And 2019. Mm. And in late 2019, we then went for, we have a bunch of, writer friends who all share the same manager and uh, we all go out for dinner yeah. every, every six months to a year and it's always really fun we get to share war stories and it's and it's super great That's awesome. and one of the people in this group is uh, Derek Kolstad who wrote John and, cre and created John Wick who's become a dear friend uh, over the past few years and he's like look I'm looking to move into producing you got anything you want to throw my way? And we were like, yeah, we've got the raid meets Rapunzel. And he's like, you have me at the raid. So he came on, uh, we, <laughs> we, we developed it, you know, for a few months with him. And of course our manager was super excited. They've got the same, same manager, you know, super excited about it. And, uh, and then later on that year, of course this COVID starting to happen by this point, it's all getting to be a little bit uncertain. Um, but we then took it out to several producers and uh ultimately we settled on uh, uh original original film uh toby jaffe over there and um again did did a, a bit more work with them on it and then we were like who's the princess gonna be joey king joey king came across our desk <laughs> yeah she was just perfect can i ask you when you sent it to your manager well first of all i, I don't know how you know, your relationship with the manager works, but was he or she pretty involved with the idea or did you just drop them and give them the draft and say, here we go. This is it. We like and, to, and what was the reaction? He gives like? us notes um, on drafts. Okay. We do send him drafts, but not, he's not really involved in like the process until a draft is done. We'll send okay. him a draft and he'll give us feedback. And his, he's actually a phenomenal development uh, manager. So he gives us usually great notes, not overly heavy because he knows writers don't like like crazy heavy yeah. notes. But he'll go, you know, here's one or two things that I really think could make it better. And it, at that point, though, we, we were already working with Derek, who obviously is one of his biggest clients and he trusts tremendously. So we were getting notes from Derek and, and they were kind of working it was all kind of one big family of figuring that out. Yeah. That's awesome. <sighs> I'm so excited. For it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it was a, it was kind of crazy. I mean, we ended up selling it in October of 2020. Yeah. Uh, 2020. It went into wow. production in July of 2021, which is like mm -hmm. lightning speed for a movie. Everyone was like, this is not normal. Um, but we just, again, it's like timing and being ready. It's like Disney had just bought Fox. They'd given them a mandate. They needed movies. They didn't have anything yet. Steve Asbell read the script and he, and, and he said to us, he's like, if you sell it to us, we will make this. We need to make movies. We will make this. Wow. And kudos to him. He, he, he was true to his word and they did and they made it. And it, wow. and, and it, it was just an incredible experience. And here we are less than a year after that and it's coming out 
Yeah. <laughs> and trailers out. Everyone definitely, yeah. definitely go see that. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm, I, I've got nothing else. I know, I'm, <laughs> just, nothing. I'm excited. I've got nothing. Uh, I got, Tasha. Well, uh, now Josh and I, let's, we, we should start a team after this. I'm like inspired <laughs> to uh, get in on that. <laughs> yeah. Start, oh, wait, start a team? Like a yeah, writing team? Yeah, you and me. Let's do this. Oh, we started to go. write something. Yeah, we did start to write something. I just never <laughs> we were a team. Yeah, yeah. I sent you some pages. I never heard anything back. Yeah. <laughs> we we stopped talking after that. Yeah, no, I'm inspired about it too. I mean, cuz it, it does it you sound like uh it's hard to, it's hard to explain like I was saying earlier. It's just, you guys just have like a good understanding. You're very like uh collaborative and I think that is so key to any successful writing partnership or just any partnership, you know, where people can shoot down ideas and someone's not offended. I'm going to add, you have to be collaborative in film anyway. You know, if you're if you're not a collaborative what, screenwriter, you know, yeah, you're this isn't this isn't for you, you know, because at first yeah. you think, oh, it's just you, it's just my, it's just me, it's just my vision, but it quickly, very quickly, becomes not that. So you have to be collaborative, yeah. as you as you know. Very early on, after our sale of Winter's Night, um, the the executive at Sony gave us, I think, one of the best compliments, and we and we continually remind ourselves of it to this day. Um, she said, "You guys are unique because you know how to rewrite yourselves." And we were like, mm-hmm. "That's weird. Don't all writers rewrite themselves?" And she was like, "No, they can't." Mm. I and and that so many writers are so precious with what they've written first. They don't know how to take notes. They don't know how to take feedback. And I think because we work together, that's just a given. Yeah. There's no other way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You can absolutely tell by the way that you guys um, communicate with each other, that that is absolutely part of your process, which is so great because it, it cuts the line like you're, like you're describing, because now you've already done the work, you've blown it up, you've gotten the best version out, not my precious version. And when you're getting notes, you, you spend five minutes in a fetal position. I spend a day or two <laughs> easily uh, before, before I can pick myself up. <laughs> And that's definitely a benefit. And I would say you guys have given a lot of really great advice this last hour, but if you were to leave with the kind of the one specific thing for writers who are considering entering a writer writing partnership, what would that be? I would say it's not about you and I'll leave it there. Mm. (laughs) Love it. it. That's good. (laughs) That's good. Um, Yeah. If you're, if you're considering a partnership, make sure that you feel like you can say whatever it is that you want to say to the other person without feeling judged and without taking it away from the session. Mm. Like that's that level of trust is key. Ben, I love you, Ben. I love you, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) After the session, you can say whatever whatever you want. I'm so jealous. All right, feel finally, so where where can people yeah. watch The Princess eventually? And then where can they reach out to you on all of the socials when they absolutely love it? Great. Well, The Princess is coming out July 1st on Hulu domestically and Disney Plus everywhere else in the world. And we are on uh, pretty much all the big social platforms. We have an Instagram, which is Lustig Thornton. We have Facebook, which is Lustig Thornton, 
And um, we both have our own Twitter handles. I'm Ben underscore Lustig. And I'm just at Jake Thornton. All right, guys. We're going to wrap up with the quote of the day. The quality of your writing will be directly related to your understanding of human behavior. Mm. Bong Joon-ho. Please remember to rate and subscribe. Follow us at Act 2 Writers for more awesome writing stuff. You can follow me, Tasha, at Story Thursday on Instagram or on Twitter at Tasha 3.0. And I'm Josh Hallman on Instagram, Joshua Hallman on Twitter. But who cares? Just go watch The Princess. Go yeah. watch The Princess now. Yeah. Well, not well, it's not out quite yet. But. July 1st, but you can watch the trailer now. <laughs> go watch The Princess trailer right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> guys thank you so much thank you as always the act two podcast is a production of act two a network and support group for the everyday working screenwriter this episode was edited by paul lundquist music by 414 bag which you can find on spotify mm-hmm.